Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in yet again to another episode of It Came From Cherry Hill. My name is Glenn. I am joined by my wonderful co-host, Rob, and we are fortunate enough to have a very special guest here on the show today. His name is Michael, and he is from Vampire Robots. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to come on our show. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. Oh, I'm very, very. Thank you for coming. Thank you for coming on. Um, for those of you, for those of us listening who who don't know, like I feel like I've seen you over at Monstermania for for a few years now. Would you let us uh, know kind of like what Vampire Robots is and like kind of like like what you do? Sure. So I I've been going to Monstermania. This is my this is my eleventh year going. Um, I want to say fifth year. My math, my own math may be terrible at this. Um, fifth year as a dealer. I, I started going as an attendee in, it was the August 2009 show. It was, a, a, a my best friend's been going since the beginning, which I believe is like 2002 or 2003. Uh, and he had kind of been on my case to kind of go to this one. He's like, Oh, it's this great local show. You got to come with me. And, you know, I finally, you know, I finally acquiesced in, in August, 2009 and went with him and I had a blast. Uh, and then when I decided to become a toy dealer in 2014, I, you know, it was immediately, I was just like, well, I got to do monster mania. Like that's the big local show. You know, that's, you know, I've been going there to shop and get autographs and stuff. So I got to, I got to put that into my circuit somehow and make that one work. So, yeah, de- definitely. And I mean, eleven years. So we have this conversation. Uh, both myself and Rob were always trying to figure out how like long the con has been, um, like going on. And you're thinking around like 2003, 2002. I I think. I mean, don't don't quote me on that one, but I I want to say. I want to say 2003. That's the first time I, it kind of got on my radar because I, I remember friends go into it and, and I was, I was in college at the time that, you know, I was just like a broke college student. And I think the Inquirer did a, uh, an article about it in their weekend section. I was like, well, what the hell is this monster mania? I used to go to uh chill theater and I used to vend at that one too. Uh, and I was just like, it, it's something it's something competing with chiller like locally to the Philadelphia. Like that's, well, that's interesting. Well, I, I don't have money to do that, but, uh, uh, some friends of mine went and they raved about it. Um, so I, yeah, I would say probably, you probably, probably asked Dave this on Twitter and he would probably tell you for sure. But, you know, I would say 2003 is, is my educated guess as to when the show started. Yeah, man, it's it's crazy to think that it's it's been going just that long. Um, it's kind of awesome too. Like when you see like a local con like that, kind of growing up, kind of around, right? Like you know, like it started out real small, and you know, it doesn't feel small anymore, right? Just just keeps oh, getting no. bigger and bigger. It's it's it it, it 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 got crazy there. I don't know. I, I'm not sure when you guys. I I want to say I was listening to uh, an episode of yours from like a couple months ago. I think you guys said. You started going in, is it 08 or 09? Is that right? Before that, we like were, we, like that. we both grew up in the area. So, you know, 
okay. kind of in the same boat as you, but broke high school kids. And so we both okay. live like 10 minutes from there and you have a car and you're 18. You can't drink yet. Like what else you going to do? Oh, let's go. Let's right, go walk sure. around. And... <laughs> yeah, um, I'm going to go to the horror con. Exactly. Yeah, why not? Yeah. So um, I, I had a thought I was going to go with there, but go ahead. I, I lost it anyway. So <laughs> story of my life. So. Uh, one of the things like I know, like just, you know, talking to dealers and being lucky enough. And I was super excited when, when Glenn told me, you know, we're going to have you on. It's like, ah, great. Another toy guy. Awesome. So I find it like most people that like start becoming dealers and get interested in this. It comes from kind of, I guess, first being a collector. Would you find yourself kind of falling into that same boat? You're a collector first and then decide to get into the business. Yeah, uh, I've been a. Uh, uh, I don't know how much you've kind of gone through like the website or like my social media posts, but like the big, the big thing I do is Godzilla stuff and Kaiju stuff. A lot of, a lot of Japanese stuff um, to the point where like some, some monster mania attendees have kind of called like, you're the only Godzilla guy here. And I'm like, eh, that, that's not super accurate, but I'll take it. Um <laughs> I, I, I've been like a lifelong Godzilla collector. Uh, like I said, I used to go to Chiller. Back in the day, Chiller was like a model kit convention. It's, it it kind of became sort of what Monster Mania is now for a while with like these big horror guests and stuff. And then it sort of mutated into like a this weird kind of pop culture kind of flea market thing and you know you had members of kiss showing up and then then porn stars showing up and it was like well this really has nothing to do with horror movies or monster movies or model kits uh but i was going to that a lot uh to do model kits get godzilla stuff and you know then i was like you know i went i you know i went off to college and i you know i didn't have money for this stuff and fast forward, I started, you know, making more money and I started collecting here and there again. And I was going to things like Monster Mania and Chiller, you know, the, the occasional local toy show where I would stop in at like a toy store or a comic book store. And I wasn't really seeing the stuff that I was after, like, you know, the Japanese mm -hmm. stuff, the Godzilla stuff. A lot of the dealers I used to buy from at these conventions, they had kind of retired, you know, or going out of business. Some of them have kind of come back out of retirement and now they're competitors of mine. So that's <laughs> fun. Um, but you know, it's all good. Um, so yeah, I definitely, it's, it's a similar thing. Like I, I am a collector, uh, as well as a dealer, but they, it's one of those things where they say, you know, if you start working in fast food, you don't really eat the burgers you're cooking too, too often after, you know, once you start making the stuff or selling the stuff, you're not really consuming it a lot. And that's sort of been the case lately. Like I'm very good at like talking myself out of things when, I, you know, <laughs> uh, you know, a dealer friend, like, well, I didn't have that great a weekend, so I don't really deserve that $300 alien thing they have or something. You know, I didn't, I really earned the right to buy, make that stupid purchase at the show. So, you know, um, so that's kind of where I'm at now as opposed to where I started in the beginning, uh, you know, over five years ago. So, so just as a follow-up, like, cause Godzilla is a fandom that I, I kind of watch from afar. Um, and I find it super sure. interesting. I'm, I'm a huge believer in like, like, even if it's not like, I like, I like, 
I like nerds and geeks because like, I am one. And regardless of whether or not it's directly related to what I'm into, I'm happy you're into it. Like, that's super cool. So, like, where did, like, where did Godzilla come from for you? Like, what what was it about it that kind of attracted you to that character, that that uh, property? Like, when did you kind of, uh, and he chased back the Genesis, like, where was it that you, that became, like, your thing? Uh, the, the, the best way I can describe it is I, I was always a dinosaur kid as, you know, a little kid. And I remember, you know, I, you know, you know, my parents gave me dinosaur toys, you know, I had all the, you know, the stupid chinosaurs and stuff. They were just, you know, generic dinosaurs for, you know, who, who knows how cheap those things were back in the day, you know, they came from Hong Kong or whatever. And then I remember seeing what I assume would be a TV spot or a news item on Godzilla 1985. You know, I, I, I'm real little and I just kind of imprinted on that. Um, and then I think my folks rented, rent, you know, rented it for me on VHS. I cried at the end where they drop them in the <laughs> volcano. And that, that was sort of that. Yeah. Uh, you know, I've kind of, it's always been, you know, my, my main thing ever since then, I, you know, I've left it and come back to it a few times over the years. I got into Ninja Turtles and He-Man and Transformers and uh, Star Wars and stuff as a kid. And like, you know, we brought, we briefly talked about Toy Fair. Like, you know, I, I see that stuff at Toy Fair because, you know, I'm of that age where, you know, all of us, you know, we have money now, so they're they're really pushing that nostalgia on the '80s stuff to me. I I personally like I appreciate it, but I have no nostalgia for that stuff. But like the Godzilla stuff, like that's you know when I'm walking around a toy fair, like my eyes kind of light up if there's like some kind of big cool Godzilla thing in some you know manufacturer's booth there. So that's awesome, man. So yeah, you you mentioned Toy Fair, and like I've been. I've been just consuming an, an, an unhealthy amount of content from Toy Fair just as a, as a fan and sure. super interested in what's coming next. Like if you had to pick, I, I, I was, I was looking through your Instagram feed. I saw a couple of pictures. So like, and I'm guessing it may skew to the Godzilla cause there's obviously a lot of new product coming out, uh, King of Monsters and those types of things. Like, was there anything there right. in particular that you saw that kind of like tickled that little kid in you that was like, Oh man, like I, I know you said like, ah, I don't, it's hard to consume it, but that's going to be hard to say no to. Well, like I know, uh, you know, once again, you know, NECA, made uh you know a bunch of big waves with some of the licenses they they surprised people with they um they did back to the future mm-hmm. which uh i it's been it's been a big deal it 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 didn't really surprise me so much uh, you know i it's always been hard to get michael j fox to kind of come to the table for his likeness rights for anything that super accurate like hot toys did a figure a few years ago uh, I believe there he he usually what kind of kills the deal is he has some kind of rider where you have to make a donation to, you know, one of his charitable causes and you have to make a big sort of public uh, like announcement about it. And, it ha- you know, it has to be a big donation, which has always kind of sort of killed the deal before they can get it done. But I knew, you know, I, I just, you know, sooner or later, somebody's going to be able to throw enough money at this and he's going to, he's, you know, he's going to sign on the dotted line. And, uh, you know, of course it was NECA, you know, they, they, they worked their magic again and, and they, they got that license 
they got that likeness right. Um, the the Jaws figure was a similar thing. The two, uh, yeah, I assume you guys saw those. The retro, oh yeah, the Brody mm-hmm. and the Quint. Um, that was a big thing where I guess those guys, their estates wouldn't sign off on figures. You know, we got the the Funko Super Seven figures. You know, five years ago, something like that. And like I got those in. I remember I got them in right before Monster Mania in August 2015. They never even made it on my website because they just sold like gangbusters at the convention. <laughs> I was like, I don't even need to list these. They're gone. Um, but they didn't look anything. They kind of looked like the guys, but they were very, you know, very simple, very rudimentary figures. So they could kind of get away with doing the license without actually, you know, paying the estates. So that was like a big get. So I was I was really impressed with both of those. Uh, they look I thought the stuff looks fantastic. Um, they've still got those Halloween three figures that they're teasing the three pack. Uh, those I I'm hoping will be out sort of any time now. I was hoping they'd be out by Monster Mania, but I I don't think that's going to happen. So, um, but yeah, I would say probably the Back to the Future figures. Those were impressive. Uh, I think the, the stuff that I'm sorry, go ahead. No, no. What were you saying? Uh, I was going to say there's, uh, are you guys familiar with Chronicle collectibles at all? Do you guys know them? Know that? No, 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 I don't that's either. what I've not heard of. They, they do a, a lot of higher end statues and, and replica stuff. Um, they did a bunch of stuff from like RoboCop a few years. They did like an Ed 209 statue that w- was, you know, it was like a down payment on a, on a townhouse basically oh. to, to buy the damn thing. Um, they, they have the Jurassic Park license and they have the Conan, the Schwarzenegger Conan license. They've so far, they've been doing such high end. It's like thousand dollar plus products like statues and stuff like that. They're now trying to, I, I, I saw figures at Toy Fair. I didn't see pricing or anything like that, but I, you know, I, you know, it's my distributors handling them. I was like, I want these whenever these are available. They're doing like one twelfth scale, super accurate, like mixed media figures of Jurassic Park. And the ones they had there, they had a standard Velociraptor, I guess, from the first movie. And then they had blue from uh, the Jurassic World movies. And then they had Ian Malcolm, you know, with a road flare. He's, you know, the, the figure they had on display is waving the road flare. And uh, Sam Neill's Dr. Grant. And and then they had uh, uh, Chris, uh, uh, what's-his-face, from, from the Jurassic World movies. Uh, and let me ask you this. Can, can either of you guys, without Googling it, can you name his character name? No. Chris Pratt and Jurassic Park. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah no. I'll... Yeah, exactly. This, no. Is, this is what they were saying to me. It's like, it's Chris Pratt. And I was like, he doesn't the character have an, his name like <laughs> Owen or something, but it's Chris Pratt in the Jurassic Park movies. So yeah. Uh, but the, those, those look at the Velociraptors look amazing. Um, and all this stuff's in scale with like, say the Mezco one twelfth collective stuff. If you guys are familiar with their stuff at all, I, oh, I, I, I stocked some of it here and there. Yeah. It's, it's, I just got the warrior sets in and those, those look phenomenal. Um, they're also doing, uh, the Schwarzenegger Conan. 
from when he goes into uh, the bad guys like Lair, the underground Lair. So he's got all the black and white like war paint on and stuff like that. It's a phenomenal looking figure. Like I was just like, that's that's sick. Like yeah, that's that's pretty cool. Because like NECA did that figure, I don't know, like ten years ago or something, and like it looked okay, but it was like a fixed pose sort of thing, I think. And you know, trying to find one now. You might as well buy this new one if it's under a hundred dollars. You know, you, you you're better off just just getting this on a pre-order or something. So so that's that's the other thing. But it's Chronicle. You know, they've had these big licenses, but they haven't really been able to kind of make a name for themselves. That's probably why you guys haven't heard of them because the stuffs. You know, it's it's for like you know millionaires that yeah. you know they have more more money than taste basically. So they're, <laughs> they're buying. They can they can afford a fifteen hundred dollar Velociraptor statue. So but, I actually just found them on Google doing available. a. I just found them on Google doing sure. a quick armored search, and I found like I found the Velociraptor. Oh my lord, it's spectacular! It's actually funny because yeah. I went to their website first, and actually I I had seen something from this company. They were they're doing the prop replica of the Barbersaw can, and I remember seeing that. Yeah. And being yeah. like, oh my god, for two hundred dollars, like look, that ain't. That ain't money to sneeze at, but it's also it's right on the realm of like, you know, I could splurge maybe. Um, right. It's a right. good price point. Uh, these are a spectacular. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. man. <laughs> and I, I, I even, I even said, I said like, I said to my rep, I was just like, look, they make nice stuff. They put real nice price tags on it though. Like they can't. They, they have to fall in line with the Mezco 112 stuff. It has to be like, I could see them getting away with like 120 on the Raptors, something like that. But if these other, you know, if you're going to try and charge people over a hundred bucks for, for a mixed media, Jeff Goldblum figure, like that's, that's going to be a tough, a tough sell. And they said, they're trying, they're trying to get it to like about a hundred dollars per figure, 80, 80 to a hundred. So we'll see. The stuff looks fantastic in person. So, you know, they're, they're apparently doing their level best to make it competitive. So, and I, and I, yeah, I agree. I think that's kind of a potentially, maybe not an issue, but something to consider, right? Cause you have NECA on their end, which I am still, I am still shocked by what NECA can do at the $30 price point. Um, for right. for the quality they give like their ultimate line the ultimate pinhead is one of the best 30 dollar figures i've ever seen and then we have ultimate ghost face right? i know there was no pictures up but there was an announcement which has me excited um right. and then you have mezco on the higher end but not again 80 bucks is a you know i don't know i think i own three of the 112s and i i adore them they're some of my favorite pieces of my collection you know it's a splurge figure but it's not overt like i yeah can i afford four thousand dollars for a robocop bust uh not if i want to stay married right <laughs> like right no. yeah exactly no Explain that one to the wife yeah. oh yeah yeah but you know we're, we're we're gonna miss that mortgage payment honey because <laughs> because i i just i need it peter weller's gonna be at monster mania again and i needed this so you're you're sleeping on the couch for a while for that one so <laughs> But that's awesome, man. Uh, yeah, look, to- everything I've been seeing out of Toy Fair has been awesome. What's it like on the floor there? Like, is it ju- is it a complete rat race, or do you have time to appreciate the stuff? No, you. It, I, I I always enjoy Toy Fair. I I have a a few toy dealer friends who they're they're like some of them are at my level, 
and and some of them have been you know they're the guys i want to be when i grow up you know they've been doing this a while they've made it work they're successful some of them have like brick and mortars and stuff and then you know and and i get i get why they say this but they say like you know it's it's a drag they're like i gotta get into manhattan i got you know i gotta walk around and look at toys and i'm just at like this this is like the best thing ever you go there and you're you're looking at new product for the next 18 months and these people if they're good at their job they treat you like the crown jewels when you walk into their booth because they want you to buy this stuff and they want you to sell it to people so they want you to get excited for it so and it's all like it's a lot of professionals you know it's not you know i went up to new york comic-con for the first time in october i went thursday which is supposed to be preview day it's supposed to be the easy day to move around in there and it was wall to wall in the same building it's in it's also in javits and you know i went like a friend had a booth and i was hanging out at his table saying like i can't take it like up on the floor there it's just too crazy you know there's too many bodies up there just too too many people banging into each other toy fairs not really like that you do get i noticed this year there was more like toy vloggers than I've <laughs> ever seen before. A lot of guys. Yeah. I, 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 my first appointment wasn't until like noon on Saturday. Uh, so I can, you know, get my coffee and relax and stuff and walk around a bit before, you know, actually getting the hard sell on anything. And, um, I, I, you know, I decided, well, I'm going to go check out Mezco's booth. And I, <laughs> like, I don't, I don't know what happened this year. Usually their booth is big and it's real wide open and there's a lot of exits and entrances they uh, I, they went for something else this year. So their booth was kind of very contained and there was only kind of one way in or out of it into like this kind of glass enclosure. And it was just wall to wall dudes with, you know, iPhones on selfie sticks, just, you know, taking pictures of all the one twelve stuff and the living dead dolls in there. And I was just like, I, I got to come back later. Like this is, this is a little much. You know, these, these, these guys, you know, you, you want to get like elitist almost and be like, Hey, are you a buyer? <laughs> oh, okay. You're not. Okay. Get the hell out of my way because I have an account with these people. And then you're like, well, no, because then they're going to find my website and then they're going to trash me, you know, because they're a toy locker. <laughs> so, um, but other than that, like it's, uh, it's, it's, it's pretty laid back for the most part. You, you do get, I walk the whole thing because it's just, you know, it's toys everywhere. And, you know, the further out you get from like the action figure alley area, that's when you start getting people who like, they'll want to throw like a Frisbee at your head and you got to like, you got to like, no, like don't, don't throw whatever thing you just had made. That's a prototype. Don't throw it at me. Like I had, I had to say that to a lady because like, you know, I, I happened to look up from my phone and she made eye contact. And she was getting like the, uh, like, you know, her pitching arm ready. And I was like, don't you do it. Like, don't, you know, don't you do it. You know, like I, I will sue this company you work for as a tent. So, um, but it's a good time. Like if you guys can like find a way to get in, I would say go for it next year. Uh, you gotta, Glenn, we've got to work on the media passes, brother. I'm telling you. I yeah. Thought, you got it. Yeah. You got to get the press pass. You got to get that press badge. I am. I am swarmy, so I feel like I can find a way to make that happen. 
<laughs> you know, I've been checking out uh, your Instagram, um, you know, since we, I mean, well, actually, we've been, we've actually been following each other on Instagram for like a couple years now. Um, but I, I've been, I've been checking it out like, recently, especially since uh, we first, uh, you know, had you scheduled to come on to the show. And I see a bunch of the sure. stuff that you're taking pictures of that I think is going to be like some of the things that you might be bringing, uh, you know, to the con, is there anything that you're kind of like, you know, excited to like have on display at the con for people to check out and purchase, of course. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, w- uh, one of the things I just got it, they, they've been out for a minute. Um, but I actually, I, I, I'm most excited. It was actually my favorite thing at toy fair, uh, 2018. It's Mezco did this enormous King Kong figure. Um, yeah, see the that, box. It's I, huge. I yeah, I don't. I, I I'm pretty sure that when I originally saw it, it was supposed to be for Skull Island, I believe, and then something changed where it became King Kong of Skull Island. So it's sort of like a generic King Kong thing. But you know, who cares? It's an amazing King Kong figure. Um, so I'm gonna have you know i'm gonna have that there that's you know could be like one of the big i always like to do uh, a friend of mine commented like years ago i think it was monster mania 2016 he says you know what i like he's like you always get big stuff and you you know you always have this big stuff on the on the top shelves and i i almost like took it as an insult i was like well i like you know i like the big figures and he's just like i know it's like it's I think it's great. He's like, not enough dealers like get the big stuff and bring it in. I always like like the NECA quarter scale, you know, aliens. Uh, you know, they, they've done some of the, you know, they did a Michael Myers and they've done the Predator. You know, they do some of the Marvel characters that, you know, they find a licensing loophole and they did like a big Hulk and they've done a couple different Iron Man figures and Captain America. You know, I always, I always like having that stuff. Um, I get a lot of my NECA stock i actually just hold for monster mania now because you know we get it you know we have monster mania in cherry hill in march and august Mm -hmm. and i just get like the you know the jason figures or like the retro horror figures you know uh the day you know i have uh, the day live figures i have a case of those i'm just they're cool in their heels in the warehouse till monster mania because you know uh, a lot of people tell me even when Toys R Us was around, they tell me like, I can't, you know, I can't find this stuff in, in the stores, you know, people go to like target that, you know, because there's this whole thing where neck is in target now, but like I have two targets within five minutes of me and, you know, in opposite directions. And I swear like the one has one of those robocop versus the terminator figures i don't i think it's one of like it's one of the future ones where it's like robocop but he's also a terminator and he has a flight pack from robocop 3 <clears throat> for some reason mm-hmm. <laughs> i swear like skynet sent that figure to my one local target and it's been there since they built the building in 1997 like i swear <laughs> to you guys like i've seen this damn figure there yep. and it's always there and mm-hmm. then there's maybe like a pennywise or yeah. maybe the 2018 Laurie Strode, and then uh, maybe some funnies from Kid Robot, and then it's just it's an embarrassment of Funko figures after that. Yeah, and the other targets even worse. They had they had one Fugitive Predator, and I was just like, cool, yeah, we're doing we're doing great here. So I always just save that stuff for the show, and it's just usually I put it like right out in front of the table, and you know people can get right to it, you know, and 
I think uh, the last one, I, the Lori Strodes were all gone by like Friday night, like when we were ready to walk away by the end of the night because people couldn't find the damn thing in, in stores. So, yeah, it's the same story at uh, you know at my Target as well. Um, you know, you seem like the the stock there never really changes, and I mean, you can get this stuff online, but th- there's just something about being able to like see it and hold it in your hand and check it out and actually be able to to find it. You know, um, it's just it's just not quite yeah. the same. Like I, uh, Rob was lucky enough a couple weeks ago. He got lucky and um, found um, uh, Ultimate Pinhead. Uh, at his at his target, and I was like, I'm gonna go see if I can uh, if I can be quite so lucky, and uh, not not the case. <laughs> but, <laughs> you know? but let yeah. me also point out that I had to like dig through like a bunch of uh, a wall that didn't look like it had been planoed using that retail terminology in like half a year. Right. There's you know no one had addressed this thing. It just so happened that I saw it. It was like the one. And it was behind like you know four of the Heat version predators, and then like the third one in was like that sure. looks like Pinhead. Um, if I didn't know what I was looking for, I would never have found it. So that's what I love about you know dealers and. You know, especially like in in the specialty collector, and I feel like, you know, it, you can always go out and find this stuff. I agree with Glenn. I'm a I always like buying from a person because number one, I like supporting local business. Number two, as a consumer, sure. I like hold, the, holding the thing is the fun of it. So yeah, man, that's what one of the things that you know we talk so much about at at the con is that dealer room experience and that walking around. So yeah, man. So like real quick, like where uh, just to let everyone know, like where can they find you? So if they're looking for you, and you can see um. It was funny when we were prepping for today. I was trying to place like I know I've I know I've run into you, and then I saw a picture of, of yeah. kind of your tables. I'm like, oh, yes, I've spent money there. Um, so like, where can people find you, um, so that they can you know where uh, where they can look for their King Kong? Sure. So uh, pretty consistently now for the last, uh, I, I want to say it, at least the past four shows. I I have been in the terrace room, which if you come through like the front doors of the Crown Plaza where Monster Mania is at, you bang that left. And there's like mm-hmm. the terrace room is that dealer's room that it used to be like an autograph room at one point, like years ago. Um, but it's just kind of like a half loop, like you go in one way and you just come out the other. I'm usually back in the corner next to uh, uh, my friend Mike, who runs video daikaiju because he sells a lot of godzilla dvds and like uh godzilla like paper stuff like movie programs from japan stuff like that so we have some of the same clientele that come to the show so like a while back um i i talked to him you know i i've been all over that convention the the only places i haven't been is in like the main hallway where like fright rag and the oblic dvd Mm -hmm. And some of the uh, a mock time, all those guys. I've I've tried to get in there, and they're just like, no, like somebody has to die for you to get one of those spots, <laughs> to, basically. To be and then honest, even then you get on a waiting list. So, yeah. um, I haven't been in there, and I haven't been. I don't know what the room is, but like when you first come into the convention, and there's that room on the left, yep. like the smaller ballroom. Um, uh, I know a couple of dealers in there, but I've never been in that one. But I've been in like the main big ballroom and the terrace. Like they bounced me back and forth a few times, and I was finally there. Was that one like really crazy show in twenty? Oh yeah, eighteen, <laughs> like yes, the sir. March one where like the fire marshal showed up. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was next to Steve, the T-shirt guy. I'm sure you know him. He's he's been selling graphic tees 
uh, probably longer than any of us have been alive. And he has like the big kiosk in the corner yep, yep. Uh, of the main dealer's ballroom. Yes, I was sir. next to him that year. And like that show was just insane. Like people couldn't even stop to like shop at the table. Like they just got, you know, they were stuck in it. They were like, you know, just salmon swimming upstream. Like they just had to keep going like around the loop and down the aisle, you know? Um, so I talked to, you know, the, the, the dealer managers and I just said like, look, I know I bugged you to like, get me out of the terrace room where I started. I want to go back. Like I, <laughs> I, <made a> <laughs> I, I want to go back with my friends where, where the air conditioning works because we need it in March because it gets so hot in the building. I just want to just put me back where everything makes sense. So, um, so yeah, I, I'm back in the terrace room, uh, back in the corner next to video Daikaiju. I usually have like one table uh, rooms a little, you know, I have a little more room, so I kind of spread back there a little bit. Um, but you'll usually see me. I usually have, you know, a bunch of robots and, and stuff on, on a big, you know, wire shelf there. So. Yeah, you're typically next to where they take like, um, like sometimes they'll have like, uh, there's usually a vendor, I think, right on your either right or left, depending on which way you're facing, where they do like the photo experiences, like where you yeah. take like a picture with a zombie he, or something like that. He was, yeah, he w- he wasn't there in August. I think I forget that guy's name, um, but he's not local anyway, so it doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> he was there in March. He was next to me. The I had a, a nice lady who sold like uh, pillows. She did. She you buy like the pillowcase, and she would stuff them for yep. you. You'd have to like loop back in like an hour. She she was next to me back in August. She's she's real nice. And then there's uh, it's like a, a co-op of women that do all these different kind of custom purses, yeah. stuff like that. They're sort of across from me. They have like a nice big like you know ten by ten booth with a lot of nice stuff in it. So. Um, and you know we have a few. We had the, the living corpse guys are in the room there too. They're usually at the head of the room. Like if you first come in and make the left. Yep. And a bunch of other people. Um, the guys who run Living Dead Weekend out in Pittsburgh are usually in the room. They do the the Living Dead convention in the Monroeville Mall where they shot Dawn of the Dead. You know they're real nice guys. You know they come all the way out from Pittsburgh and everything. It's a it's a nice easygoing room like you can you can shout to your neighbors across the aisle and and they can shout back and you can hear each other it's 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 real good in the terrace room yeah i think that's probably one of the um, one of my favorite rooms to to walk around um as cool as that main hallway is when you first walk in the con um like once it starts to get a little bit busier it's a little harder to stop you have to find yourself being like you know what i'll catch this on the next time around um but that terrace room you walk in there and it's always kind of like a little bit of like oh okay i move around like let me let me like really like dig through all this stuff so i i think that location is perfect Yeah. Uh, yeah you can catch your breath in there um, I can walk right out the door and go get dinner <laughs> when the room closes at night, you know, and come back, come back for the festivities afterwards. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm pretty happy in there. It's, it's a nice and easy, uh, an easier gig, I should say for, for a three day convention being in the terrace room. Definitely. So. And if people want to get kind of like a sneak peek of, um, you know, what you're bringing to the con, what's the best place for them to be able to find you on uh, social media? 
I I tend to push uh, the Instagram these days. That's kind of my preferred form of social media engagement, um, which is it's just you should just be able to find me at uh, Vampire Robots on there. Um, I've been teasing some stuff. I usually post the NECA stuff as it comes in. Um, just like, Hey, got it. You know, got these Sam's from trick or treat, putting them away for uh, monster mania, uh, stuff like that. Any, anything you see on there, it, it's, I always tell, I tell some of my regulars who, who, who consistently stop by to get stuff. I say, if you see anything on there, just let me know. I can bring it if I don't have it there. If you're going to be there all weekend, just say something. If it's if it's not available, I can bring it the next day. If you're going to be there Saturday or Sunday, um, but yeah, uh, Vampire Robots on Instagram is kind of the best way to reach out to me. So perfect. Uh, well, Mike, I want to you know, thank you once again for coming on the show, answering our like myriad of toy questions. We talk, we have a segment of toys every single episode, so it's awesome to be able to, be right. able to get some of your expertise and like kind of pull that curtain back a little bit. So, so let me ask you: you guys have been remind me again how long have you guys been going? <sighs> Um, I think um, we always try to we play this game like every year to try to figure it out. Um, I think we went. <laughs> I think the first time we went was in two thousand and four, which sounds crazy to me, but okay. I, I feel like that's right. Yeah, it's like Monster Mania two okay. or three. I think we figured it out. Um, you know, found a local flyer, uh, and we're like, yeah, like I said, yeah, board in eighteen. What else you gonna do? Right, right, right. Uh, do you guys go to like any of the Q and A panels, stuff like that? Do you ever do you ever pop into the? I used to go to those like crazy. Uh, unfortunately, I can't just because I'm 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 vending. Um, but those are always a riot. Have you ever Have you guys ever checked those out? Oh yeah. Oh yeah, totally. We've gone to um, excellent. Uh, like I've been to the Chris. I think the last one we might have went to. We've gone to the Christopher Lloyd one. Um, I've been to a bunch with Bruce okay. Campbell. They have a really cool Child's Play one coming up for um, you know, this coming. Uh, convention. Um, the costume contest is always a good time. I love going to Rocky Horror. You know, at midnight. Um, sure. That's what, in my opinion, that's what Monster Mania does so well compared to like, like not just Chiller, but so many other conventions. You know, I feel like you go to some of these conventions, and I love to like, I love the dealer room. Dealer room is my favorite place because I love to just browse. But at some conventions, that's the only sure. thing they have going on. You know, and Monster Mania has got sure. so much yeah. other stuff. Like it, it's, it's really, it, they're really like the best. at like what they do. Yeah. Like, uh, that's what I've always liked. Like Saturday, there's a lot to do. It's a very, you know, it's a long day if you're an attendee, but like, if you know, it kind of should be, if like you're kind of getting your money's worth out of being yeah. there. Um, you can only do so many laps in the dealer's room, you know, before you've seen everything there is to see in there. Um, I just remember going, uh, one of my favorite panels is when they got John Carpenter for the first time. Were you guys at that one back in like, tw- I think it was like 2010, like August, 2010. I don't think we, we tried. We couldn't get in. It was, it was we okay. went down like 20, 30 minutes early. But like, yeah, we're going to get, nope. Like that place was jammed up. Yeah. Yeah. That I, I know he's been back since they've had him down in Maryland too. Um, if you can ever get to one of his Q and a pounds, I say this, as like a lifelong John Carpenter nerd, the man is the the biggest curmudgeon in like the best way. <laughs> these things. Like he's just he's he's old, 
he loves his weed. He just wants to kind of go and get high. And, you know, he gets badgered with these questions. And it was just, I remember my friends, I just rolling, you know, in the seats because he comes up and he keeps saying, like, doesn't a girl want to ask? Are there any girls in the audience that have a question about my movies? And it, it, it's one after another. It's a guy. It's a guy. Here comes another guy. Stands up and asks a question. And I just remember he, fi- he, fi- he finally gets a woman who stands up to ask questions. He's all excited. And the question, this is, this is John Carpenter, first Q&A at Monster Mania. Her question is, how did you come up with They Live? That's what she <laughs> And he, he takes like a pause. He's got, I think he had, I, I, this is how I remember it. It's probably not accurate, but he had like sunglasses on. I remember this. And he takes a pause and then he just comes, he's like, what do you mean? How did I come up with they live? Like, what kind of question is that? And that's all he, they just went on to the next thing. And the whole room's just like, just roaring because of this, because he's just, you know, he's just so cantankerous. And it's just, if you ever get a chance, and if any of your listeners ever get a chance, I implore you to sit in on a John Carpenter panel. If, if, you know, if you can get a, get a seat because it'll be worth your time. That's, you know, that's, that's the thing. They got Q and A's, dealer room, films, autographs, photo ops, like no matter what you're looking for, Monster Mania has something for you. Like definitely. 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 Best, Best local show. hands hands down mike thanks again so much for taking the time to come out um you know on our show today and we're definitely going to be uh looking for you uh over there in the terrace room definitely be sure to come over and say hi excellent thanks so much guys oh thank you see ya